Okay, pulling out of my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another episode of Drive to Work. Okay, well, let me, before we jump into today's show, give a little background on something. So, one of the things I've been working on recently is trying to figure out uh, different topics I can do. Um, and I, I realized something interesting thinking about, about the show. So, when I was in college, I started an improv troupe, an improvisation troupe called Uncontrolled Substance. Um, and the idea of improv, for those that never know, is you get up on stage and you ask for whatever from the audience. You know, give me a relationship for two people, or what, where are we, or, you know. And then you build a scene based on information that you did not have. So clearly, you're demonstrating to the audience that you are making this up as you go along because you didn't know the information before they gave it to you. Um, and the fun of improv is just seeing if you can make things up. And, um, and I realize a lot of this podcast is me kind of exercising some of those muscles of just saying, I'm going to see if I can talk half an hour about topic X. I don't plan, you know. I, I kind of just pick a topic and I go. Um, and part of the thing I've been trying to do with this podcast is have a feel of, like, um, that it isn't planned and I'm just kind of riffing. Because um, the feel I want for the podcast is, like, hey, yeah, we're talking. I'm just shooting the breeze and I'm just telling some stories about magic. But, you know, I, I pick a theme, so... You know, it's focused on something. Um, and so one of the things I've been trying to do is pick some topics that are a little more off the beaten path. Um, some of the time I will do, you know, set design, obviously. That's the, the meat and potatoes of this, of this uh, podcast. Uh, but I'm looking for other things I can talk about, other things that lead to stories. So today, I'm trying something a little more experimental. Um, I'm going to talk about code names. Yes, I'm going to spend half an hour seeing if I can make code names interesting. I think I can, which is why I chose it. Um, but anyway, so w- let me talk about why magic has code names. Um, so the idea is we have to work on something, and while we are working on it, we need a means to talk about it. I'm a big word person. You know, you, you need, if you do not have a name for a concept, it's impossible to talk about it. Um, and in fact, in, one of the ways to show a bias in society is what concepts have words. You know, because if something doesn't have a word, you can't talk about it. If something has lots of words, it's very easy to talk about. Um, and so if you, if you just study a lot of different fields, like, it's very interesting about how just what words we have kind of dictates our thought process. Anyway, aside. aside. Um, so when we're having a set, we don't know the name of the set when we're working on it. Um, so we need to have some means to call it, you know, a nickname for the set. As we walk through, you'll see what codenames are and the function they have kind of evolved over time. Because in the beginning, uh, well, we'll see. Let me, let, me, let me walk through the codenames of magic. Okay, so we begin with magic itself. Now, it's funny that when Richard first made the game, he called it magic. Um, now, he didn't have the gathering at the time. It was just magic. Um, so what happened was uh, Richard called it magic assuming that it just would be called magic. Uh, and when they went to try to, you know, do the legal stuff, to copyright and stuff, it's like, it's too generic a word. Too many people just call something magic. So, uh, so originally, they actually went and got another name. It's a little trivia question. Uh, so when, when they first uh, announced the existence of, of the set, magic wasn't called magic. It was called something else. Do you know what it was? Uh, okay. It was called Mana Clash. That was the name uh, that they were going to sell magic with for a while. And eventually somebody, might have been Richard, might have been Scaff, said, okay, we're just being idiots. Magic's a great name. Magic is the right name. Uh, okay, we need to add something to it. It can't just be magic. 
Um, and that's when Richard came up with Magic the Gathering. Um, I'm not sure influence... I'm not sure what influence caused that name to happen. Um, but anyway, uh, the idea was... Uh, Richard had this concept that each year, Magic would change. And so, uh, in, uh, the idea was the first year of Magic would be called Magic the Gathering. And the second year, I think, was going to be, you know, Magic Ice Age. Uh, so Richard's original intent that the Gathering wasn't a forever thing. It was, oh, well, we'll keep giving Magic different add-ons. And the first year, because it's the beginning, well, we're coming, you know, the Gathering, people get coming together. Um, but anyway, obviously, the Gathering stuck. Okay, so... We start early on. So, Arabian Nights had no code name. Uh, in fact, there was no code name up till, I think, Alliances, which interestingly is when I started the company. Um, so, Arabian Nights, Antiquities, Legends, The Dark, Fallen Empires, Homelands uh, did not have any code names. Ice Age was just called Ice Age. And in fact, that's not unfair. They all had code names. The code names ended up being what the sets were called. Um, in fact, The Dark, the code name for The Dark, was The Dark. And then they printed a set called The Dark. And they said, hmm. So here, here's what's going on psychologically. This is why uh, they realized that they needed code names. Is anything sounds normal if you just say it enough. Um, I don't know if you've ever met somebody that has a weird name. you know. And at first it sounds like a very strange name. But eventually with time it's just like, oh, okay, yeah. That's my friend Hippopotamus, and it just sounds normal. Um, You know, that any word, the human brain will make anything sound normal. And and one of the side effects in magic, you'll notice, is uh, in keywords. So one of the things we talk about a lot uh, is how our keywords are supposed to be nouns because you gain them. Um, So, for example, you know, if if a creature gets first strike, it gains first strike. Well, first strike is a noun. That sounds real. Trample, though, trample isn't a noun. Trample's a verb. You trample over something. You don't have trample. But in magicese, trample is a thing, so you gain trample. Now, does that sound weird? No, because you've kind of gotten used to it. That just, oh, well, trample's an ability, and you've kind of in your head made it into a noun, even though really in English isn't a noun. The brain will do that. And that's why we have to be very careful whenever we use names, because names will stick. Um, and it's also when we name keywords and stuff, that's a little more dangerous because sometimes we give them names we think will work. Um, what happens with names for sets is we've decided we, we need to give them names that won't stick. In fact, we now try to give names that have nothing to do with the set for two reasons. One is we're going to want to talk about it externally, and until we have a name, we use the code name. So we don't really want the code names giving away information. Um, and two, um, the names will sound normal at a time, and you know, the dark ended up being called a set. And it's like, well... The Dark was fine as a code name, but somebody at some point should go, well, let's actually give this a real name. Okay, so starting with Alliances, um, Alliances had a code name. So the code name of Alliances was Quack. Why Quack? Um, to answer this, you have to go back to Wizards 17, 18 years ago. Um, so once upon a time, when I, when I first got to Wizards, we're talking, uh, I worked on Alliances. That was my first set. If you listen to my Alliances podcast. Um, so... It turns out, at the time, Wizards had nothing but Apple computers. Now, nowadays, that is not true. I, I still have an Apple, because I love Apple. But um, now it's a personal choice. People can choose what they want. The majority, actually, are PCs and not, not Apples. But um, in the day, when I first worked there, everyone had an Apple. And there were certain what they call Apple sound files, where certain sounds that Apple made. 
Um, and uh, there's a list of them, and you can make it make sounds, and you can choose those sounds to make things happen. So, like when I opened up something, or when I clicked on something, or when I when I had a warning, whatever. When I had things where which the computer needed to make a sound, I could program from this list of sounds. Um, so it turns out when you open up uh, a folder, if that folder is named one of the sound effects, it makes that sound effect. So back in the day people would have folders with the name of the set they were working on. So they thought it was funny since they wanted a code name to give it one of these names from the Apple sound file. So whenever you open it, it would make a sound. Okay, that's very silly, but that is what happened. So quack, it literally is a quack of a duck. So when you would open up the file to go look at your quack file, it would quack like a duck. Uh, it, that, that tickled our knee, and so we nicknamed uh, Alliance's quack. Okay, so now we get to Mirage. So, interestingly, Mirage had a code name among the team that made it. So I've talked about how when Magic first went big, Richard turned to the people he was playtesting with and had the groups make different sets. One of the groups, led by Bill Rose and Joel Mick, also had Charlie Catino uh, and a bunch of other people, uh, Don Felice, uh, Howard. Anyway, uh, that group uh, was making a large set. They called their set Menagerie as in glass menagerie, uh, as in a zoo, uh, a bunch of, a collection of creatures. Um, I think actually when they named it, there was another one where they kind of thought maybe that was the real name. Um, but it turned out that by the time we got to make the set, uh, it had a different feel from that. We went with this African vibe, so it ended up getting Mirage. But anyway, but once the set was worked on at Wizards, we gave it an internal code name, and because we were using Apple sound files, it, it got called Sosumi. I don't even know what sound Susumi is, but it makes a sound. It's an Apple sound file. Um, now, I will say that that code name had endless, endless joy in the public because it sounds like so Susumi uh, and lots of jokes. So um, that was the lesson of we have to be careful what the, what the code name was because, um, you know, if we... People, people had all sorts of rumors about it. Like, somehow we were under a lawsuit, or I don't know. They're like, so Sumi was some joke about the state of the set rather than just being a, a card file. Okay, so the uh, set after Mirage was um, Visions. Now, uh, originally, when they made the set, the team made one large set and one small set all together. Um, and remember, much like uh, Alliance has kind of latched on to Ice Age, although it's a little less planned than this was. Um, with a block plan hadn't really been created at the time. You know, block plans came later. So the idea of having one large set and two small sets wasn't a known quantity. So they were just making a large set with a follow-up. Um, and since we knew it was the follow-up, and by the time we went to work on it, we knew the name of Mirage, the actual code name was Mirage Jr. I know, I know, that's not, a, <laughs> not the most inventive of code names, but that's what we called it. Okay. Taking a drink as I drive. Okay, now, next, we got um, Weatherlight. So, Weatherlight had the code name Mocha Latte. Where did that come from? Um, so, at the time, uh, the magic brand named Joel Mick had gone from being the uh, head designer slash developer to being the brand manager of magic. And on his team uh, was a guy named Dan Cervelli, who was one of... Um, one of the people on the Magic Brand teams. Dan, by the way, uh, was known, he was an R&D for a while, was a programmer, and for a long, long, long time, the collation software we used, in fact, 
may even still be the collection shop we use, uh, Dan programmed. Um, but anyway, he was a programmer, and he did a bunch of different things. But anyway, Dan came up with what he thought was a humorous name for a fictional coffee drink, uh, which is mocha latte. And I'm not a coffee drinker, so for the coffee drinkers, hopefully this makes more sense. I know latte and mocha are both elements of coffee. Anyway, he made up this fictitious coffee name. Maybe it's no longer fictitious, I, the way coffee goes. Um, and they thought it was funny, so... Uh, Dan was on the design team for Weatherlight, and so they came up. At the time, what happened was um, we let the design teams nickname their own sets. Uh, so they chose to call it Mocha Latte because they thought it was funny. Now, you'll notice at the time, uh, we had gotten off the Apple sound files. There really wasn't any cohesion. Um, but we'll, as you'll see, we'll, we'll slowly get some cohesion. So next was Tempest. Oh, Tempest, my baby. Um, so, the codename for Tempest was Bogavati. Okay, what the heck is Bogavati? So, Bogavati was uh, an Indian land of poison snakes. I think it's part of Indian mythology. Anyway, um, uh, originally Tempest had a poison theme, for those who don't know. One day I'll have to do my poison podcast. Um, but anyway, Tempest was trying to do poison, and in fact, we had a bunch of poison in it. And uh, Elliot, I think suggested the name because it was this Indian land of poison snakes. I thought it sounded cool, so we named it that. Um, you'll notice in the actual set, uh, the sidekick to Grevenil Vec, who's the sidekick to Volrath, um, the first on his ship, uh, is a guy named Vadi Ildal. Vadi was a reference to the code name Bogavadi. That, that's where that came from. That's a, we, we'll notice every once in a while we do little nods to code names. That, that's one such name. Okay, so after Bogavati, after uh, Tempest, was Stronghold. Stronghold was called Rashimulat. Where does this one come from? Okay, so after Magic hit it big, uh, trading card games were hot. Hot, 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 hot. And everybody was trying to get out of trading card game because it, it, Magic was just the exploding thing in the game scene. And people, people follow the pattern. Um, so uh, at the time, Dungeon Dragons was owned by a company named TSR. Um, and they rushed to get out a trading card game to sort of capture uh, the popularity of Magic. Now, at the time, Dungeon Dragons was having some problems. I mean, later, Wizards were going to buy Dungeon Dragons, or buy TSR and let's get Dungeon Dragons. Um, so anyway, they ended up putting out a set, but they didn't have a lot of money for their art budget. So some of the art was just repurposed art from other places in Dungeon Dragons, and some of it was stuff they did with a camera. Now, it was hilarious because it was so low-end. Like, they just dressed up their employees in costumes and took pictures. Um, if I remember correctly, Rashimulat was a crumpled black piece of maybe construction paper. It was supposed to be like you're looking into the abyss or something. But literally, it was a crumpled up people, piece of black paper called Rashimulat. We thought it was hilariously funny. Um, or actually, I take it back. I take it back. Rashimulat, I think, was a plastic rat. Um, the one I think I think was a different card. There was a, one of the things was a rat, and it was a plastic. They literally just took a picture of a plastic rat, and that was on the card. I think Rashimulat might have been the plastic rat. Somebody can look it up and, and tell me. It's one of those two things. Uh, anyway, we thought it was funny. We named sets after random things at the time. We called it Rashimulat. Um, then the last set, Exodus. I nicknamed this one. It's called Gorgonzola, which is a cheese. Um, I don't. I think at the time we just had the problems of. Our code names need to be silly and nonsensical. So we would just come up with silly and nonsensical names. 
Uh, I just thought Gorgonzola sounded funny. I don't know why. Uh, but I got to name the set, and so I, I named it Gorgonzola. Um, okay, next we have Armadillo. Urza Saga was called Armadillo. Um, so I, I don't know. At this point, uh, we were just on the silly name thing. Uh, armadillos are just a funny animal to me. Uh, I don't know if there's any other rationale to calling an armadillo. Uh, I mean, there wasn't any set connection or anything. Um, yeah, I think we were just doing silly names. Because um, Urza's legacy, we called guacamole. Because guacamole is kind of funny, and it, it's a cool-sounding word. Uh, once again, it was just a silly-sounding word. Now, Urza's destiny, we called chimichanga. So I think I had done Urza's legacy guacamole because I thought it was a silly name. And I think Bill, Bill Rose, called Urza's destiny chimichanga uh, kind of like, well, it's a theme. And this is the first time, by the way, the beginning of, oh, well, maybe we want to connect our code names so people can remember them. Um, and so for the first time ever, guacamole and chimichanga, at least, okay, they sounded like they went together, both being uh, Mexican food. Okay, so the next set was Mercadian Masks. Uh, and that we called Archimedes. Now, uh, I think, I think we, well, so what we decided was we were going to start calling all three names in a block names that were connected by theme. So at least if you heard the names, you go, oh, that's that. So for some, I, I don't know why we decided to name them after Greek names, uh, but we did. And so uh, Archimedes... I don't know. I think we thought it was a funny word again. Um, Nemesis was Euripides, and Prophecy was Dionysus. So those are all Greek names. Um, they're in no order. That, that, we'll get there in a second. But uh, I, I just think, I don't really know why we can name the Greek names. And once again, like I think we might have just called the first set Archimedes, and then said, oh, well, let's continue on that path. I think Archimedes was just a silly-sounding name. And then we decided to do Roman, Roman words. Roman Greek words. Uh, I don't know. Well, anyway, I'm not sure what, what, where they came to be. So the next we got to Invasion. That was Beijing. Plane Shift was Hong Kong. Apocalypse was Shanghai. Okay, now we had firmly established all sets have to have a name, uh, a theme that people can follow. So if you hear the name, you know what set it belonged to. Oh, Greek name. Oh, well, that's from Ursa Saga. Uh, you know, or, or, was that right, Ursa Saga? No, it's that Mercadian Masks. Um, that was Mercadian Masks. Archimedes. Um, the Urza Saga was Armadillo, Urza Legacy was Guacamole, Urza Destiny was Chimichanga, and then Mercadian Mask was Archimedes, Euripides, and Dionysus. So Mercadian Mask, Nemesis, and Prophecy. Sorry. Uh, one of the problems about driving is I gotta do this off the top of my head, and that's hard at times. Okay, so uh, Invasion was Beijing, Plane Shift Hong Kong, Apocalypse Shanghai. Um, I remember one of them, uh, I think the middle one, Hong Kong, originally was another name, but it was a hard. It starts with an X. It was one a Japanese city that no one knew how to pronounce, and um, I think Bill named him after because Bill was in charge of invasion. I think Bill named all three after um, Chinese cities, but he named one that most people didn't know how to pronounce. So it ended up getting changed to Hong Kong, um, which at the time was it just been maybe it had just been annexed by China. Anyway, I'm not sure. Um, but those were those. So next came Odyssey. So Odyssey, uh, Odyssey. Um, Torment and Judgment was Argon, Boron, and Carbon. So those were all um, uh, elements. Now, 
you'll notice it's the first time that we did something, which is we made a preset order to them. Well, what's the preset order? It was alphabetical. A, B, C. Argon, boron, uh, car- carbon. Uh, and so that was us saying, okay, not only do we want silly names and in the theme, but we want them, you have to have an order that we understand so that people know which one's which. Because one of the problems we had early on is, you know, there's Beijing and Hong Kong, but like, what, which was Beijing? Which was Hong Kong? Was the second one? You know, and, and people would get very confused and like, was Shanghai the third one? You know, and people didn't know. But argon, boron, carbon, oh, well, first one's A, second one's B, third one's C. Um, then the next year for Onslaught, we decided, okay, not only we have three names that are, that are connected, but three names that go together in a preset order. So uh, the names for Onslaught, Legions and Scourge, was Manny, Moe, and Jack. Okay, a lot of you are going, who, what is Manny, Moe, and Jack? So there's this uh, stores on the West Coast called the Pet Boys. I don't think they're on the East Coast. At least when I grew up, it wasn't there. Uh, and they sell automotive supplies, and they have three um, spokespeople, kind of like Snap, Crackle, and Pop, and their name is Manny, Moe, and Jack. But that's their names in that order, and if you know them, you know it's Manny, Moe, and Jack. Now, the problem we learned in this one was we picked something not enough people knew, so having an order didn't matter since not enough people knew that there needed to be an order. And so Manny, Moe, and Jack uh, taught us that important lesson. So next was Mirrodin, Darksteel, and Fifth Dawn. I named this one Bacon, Lettuce, and Tomato. Okay, they're thematic, they go together, you know the order. Uh, it's funny because the audience really thought like bacon meant something. And then later when the set came out, they go, oh, bacon is meat and meat is brown and it's an artifact set. And at the time, artifact sets, well, used to have, they didn't we changed it at the time to silver, but used to have brown frame. I, I don't know, they're trying to come up. It's funny how when we have code names, how people just want to read stuff into them. Um, okay, so after that was Champions of Kamigawa blocks, so Champions of Kamigawa, Traders Kamigawa, Saviors of Kamigawa. That was uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, that's a musical group, if you've never heard of it. Um, and once again, we just wanted the order to be known. Uh, and so next was Ravnica, and Ravnica was Control-Alt-Delete. Uh, another uh, computer term. The problem we ran here was we learned that you can't name a set after something where the codename means something in magic. For example, control. Because often we'll talk about the control deck. Oh, do you mean the per- permission deck? Or do you mean the deck using cards from, you know, what would be Ravnica? Uh, and so uh, we learned from that lesson that not just any three names will do. Um, so next was Time Spiral. Time Spiral Planar Chaos Future Sight was Snap, Crackle, Pop. Um, once again, at this point, we just sort of got to the point of trying to find good, catchy names. Uh, I don't know who named that one. I think I, I, What happened is I started getting in charge because we're now getting in the rain where I was doing my five-year plans, so I just started naming them. So most of these names are mine. Um, so next is Lorwyn. And, so Lorwyn, Morningtide, and Shadowmore originally were peanut butter and jelly because we work ahead of time. Um, and when I had originally named it, it wasn't clear it was going to be four sets. Um, so we had, it was peanut with long, it was peanut butter and jelly. And then we realized we had a four set, so they go, what to do? And I didn't want to change the names because we already announced it was peanut butter and jelly. Also, I didn't want to give an upper hand that we were doing a four set. So I came up with the name uh, Donut so that it was peanut butter and then jelly donut. Um, 
Originally, we were talking about maybe being a sandwich for peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But the problem was we really had too many blocks, so I wanted a name that hinted was a mini block, I mean, internally. So Donut became the name for um, Eventide, so that it was peanut butter was the first mini block and jelly donut was the second mini block. But peanut butter and jelly felt like a natural free set for the outside, so we weren't giving away any secrets because the, the goal of um, code names is not to give stuff away. Um, next, we get to rock block with rock, paper, scissors. Who named rock, paper, scissors? You guys did! Because I did an article about code names and I ended it by letting my audience, uh, of, of my column, uh, vote. And the winner was rock, paper, scissors. Um, and the funny thing is the next one, which is Zendikar Block, Live Long and Prosper, when I asked people to vote, I gave them names to vote on. But people were suggesting other names, and Live Long and Prosper was suggested by somebody. And being a longtime Star Trek fan, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, oh, something else, by the way, I, I didn't mention is one of the constraints now uh, that we try to do is blank, blank, and blank. So if you notice, it, you know, it's earth, wind, and fire. Um, live long and prosper. Uh, rock, paper, and scissors. Um, although rock, paper, scissors, I guess, doesn't have the and. A lot of them have the and, now that I, I, I say that. I guess we don't always do the and, but we often do the end. Um, okay, next after that, Scars was Lights, Camera, Action. Um, I named this one. Um, my, you might think, by the way, my Hollywood background was inspired me to do Lights, Camera, Action. But interestingly enough, my daughter at the time, Rachel, my oldest, was really into a, a, an Australian musical group, a kids group, called The Wiggles. And they had an album called Lights, Camera, Action. For some reason, that was on my head. That, so if you ever want to know the intersection between The Wiggles and Magic the Gathering, there, there's some trivia for you. Um, so after that was Innistrad Block. That was Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Uh, that's another song. Um, if you'll notice, by the way, I, I like doing songs. I, I, there's a lot of musical stuff. Um, I mean, sometimes it's bands. This is a particular song. Uh, then we get to Return to Ravnica Blocks. So we're getting caught up today here. So that was Hook, Line, and Sinker. Um, I'm not sure. A lot of people, once again, see, we'll name a set and people think the name means something. I know a lot of people thought that it was called Hook because we were returning to Ravnica and that, that had a good hook. Um, and I, I think at the time I named it, I did know it was Return to Ravnica, but other than maybe subconsciously, I... The, the hook was not, it was not chosen for any determination. I wasn't trying to determine anything. I mean, I wasn't, I don't, like I said, I don't try to, um, the code names are picked pretty randomly. Um, and I have a long list of them, by the way. Uh, I, I've collected them over, over the years. So when people say, oh, you're going to run out of code names, I'm like, well, we only need a three set every year. And, uh, you know, I have quite a bunch of them. Maybe one day we'll run out. Okay, so after hook, line, sinker is sets you only know by their code name. Uh, so next year is Friends, Romans, and Countrymen. Um, actually, that doesn't have an and either. Okay, they don't all have and. That is wrong. That little factoid is incorrect. Um, where did Friends, Romans, I mean, it's a line from um, Julius Caesar, played by, by uh, William Shakespeare. Um, I don't know. I think someone came up with that. What happens sometimes is, is people give me names in, in the pit, and I'll write them down. And I like that one. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, uh... And once again, when I went to do my seven-year plan, I actually named all seven years, and then um, I had to go back. Um, things change. Once I talk about the seven-year plan, like uh, what was in the friends block when I pitched the seven-year plan is, what, is not what ended up at the end of the pitching of the seven-year plan. So when I originally named it and what it ended up being, uh, 
you know, like, like, like I said, it happens a lot of times where I'll name things and then they, they shift and that they, um, anyway, the names actually are irrelevant, uh, as far because I tend to pick things I think are fun. Um, what's After Friends? After Friends is Hook, Line, and Sinker, no, no, it's Huey, Dewey, and Louie, um, Huey Block. So Huey Block, uh, those are the three nephews of Donald Duck, uh, and that's the order they always are, are presented in. Uh, the cute thing about that, by the way, people don't seem to realize is all three names are spelled differently. So Huey is H-U-E-Y, Dewey is D-E-W-E-Y, Louie is L-O-U-I-E. I'm not sure why Disney, anyway, whoever named them at Disney thought that was humorous, and so they're all spelled differently. It is proven, by the way, to be a bad name internally because they sound too much alike and not enough people know the order. So it's Huey, Dewey, Louie, and, and people get mixed up, so it's proven not to be the best name. Um, I'm not sure you'll see three not rhyming names again in the future. Uh, we've never done it before, but... Um, so the one after Huey is the last one that's public, which is Blood, Sweat, and Tears. That is another um, band name, but it is named after, uh, I think, a uh, Chamberlain quote. Um, I think the quote actually is Blood, Sweat, Toil, and Tears, which is funny. I guess band names take famous things, like Earth, Wind, and Fire just threw out the air and got Earth, Wind, and Fire and, uh, for the elements, and then uh, this band threw out the toil. Toil is not as much fun, so we'll just have blood, sweat, and tears. Um, the interesting thing, by the way, a little side note, is the original code name for blood, sweat, and tears was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But I had to change it because um, Duel Masters, their sets are made with four uh, naming conventions instead of three. Um, and they wanted to do breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert or something. Um, and so... Uh, we, had a, we couldn't have the same code names, and their code name could make fours, and fours are a lot harder than three. I talk about how we have threes, and I can go on for a long time. Well, fours are a lot harder, um, and they've already done, I think, like the elements and the Beatles and a lot of the things that jump to mind, uh, the seasons. A lot of the things that would jump to mind is things that are four they've done, and so they're, they're, they're scratching a little more. And so uh, out of kindness to them, I gave up breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and we took blood, sweat, and tears. Anyway, I am driving into the parking lot, or sorry, into my parking space, uh, or the parking space, and I actually managed to make 30 minutes on code names, which I wasn't 100% I could do, but I had faith, that's why I did it. Um, well, I hope you guys learned some today. I hope, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see feedback. Uh, like I said, I'm trying different things. Uh, I'm trying to talk about different stories and tell different kinds of things, see if you guys found this was interesting. Uh, anyway... I'm now at work, so it's time to go make the magic cards.